Chapter 10 The Parley It's not the houseboat man, said Titty. It's the pirates from the pirate ship. And in our tents, said Susan. Let's take them prisoners, said Roger. Hands up, said the pirate girl from the Amazon, who was in the captain's tent. Hands up yourselves, so cried Captain John, and made as if to leap to his feet. Both pirates shot off their arrows. Now, shouted John, before they load again, swallow, swallows forever. The four swallows were up and halfway across the open space in a moment. The red-capped Amazons leapt out of the tents to meet them, but they pointed their bows to the ground. A parley, shouted the one who seemed to be the leader. Halt, cried Jap Captain John. The four explorers of the Swallow should fa stood facing the two pirate girls from the Amazon. The Amazons were bigger than most of the Swallows. One of them was bigger than Captain John. The other was about the same size. If it had come to a fight, it would have been a very near thing. But it did not come to a fight. Let's party first and fight afterwards, said the leader of the Amazons. It's no good our parleying with you if the houseboat man has got the swallow, said John. The man from the houseboat, said the younger Amazon, but he's got nothing to do with it. He's a native and very unfriendly. Well, he's unfriendly to us too, said John. Susan pulled John by the sleeve. If the houseboat man isn't with them, she whispered, they must have taken Swallow themselves, and the only place they could put her is the harbour. Their own ship must be there too, so if they've got our tents, we can take both ships. If he's unfriendly to you too, we'd better parley at once, said the elder Amazon. Where's the swallow? She is a prize, and we have taken her into our harbour. It's our harbour, said John, and in any case, that not, that's not much good to you. You can't get out from this end of the island against the four of us. The harbour end of the island is in our hands, so that really it's the Amazon that's a prize, and we've got both ships. You've only got our tents. Titty spoke. Why have your arrows got green feathers? The pirate on the houseboat must have given them to you. You must be on his side. The younger Amazon exclaimed, But the green feathers are our trophies. We took them ourselves. He was keeping them to clean his pipes, and we boarded his ship and took them. The elder Amazon said, We're all on the same side, and I don't see the good of fighting. John said, But why did you come to our island? Our island, said the Amazons together. How can it be your island? Is this your camp? It's been our island for years and years, said the Amazons. Who built the fireplace? Who marked the harbour? 
how marked the harbour, said John. You mean putting a cross on the tree there? Anyone could put a cross on a tree. The elder Amazon laughed. That just shows it's our island, she said. You don't even know how the harbour is marked. We do, said Roger. John was silent. He knew that they did not. At last she said, Right, we'll parley. But you must put down your weapons and so will we. You must take down your flag because ours is in Swallow so that we can't put it up beside it. The elder Amazon said, It seems a pity to take down the flag when there's such good wind blowing it out. It isn't as if it was just hanging. One of you go to the harbour and get your flag from your ship, and then we'll have both flags flying during the parley, and everything will be proper. No fighting while one of us goes for it? No peace. We'll put our weapons down now. The Amazons put their bows to the ground. Roger and Titty put down their pikes. John and Susan had no weapons to put down. Mr Mate, said John, will you send one of your men to the harbour to bring our flag from Swallow? Skip along, Roger, said Mate Susan, and then turning to the Amazons. You swear the houseboatman is not there to take him prisoner? Of course, said the Amazons. But will you swear he doesn't do anything to our ship? We were very careful with yours, and we haven't done anything to your tents. We could have burnt them easily or raised them to the ground. We swear, said Captain John. Why not scuttle their ship and keep them prisoner, said Titty. Until the parley is over, it is peace, said Captain John. Skip along, Roger, and get the swallow's flag, but don't touch anything else. Roger ran off. I've got their knife anyway, he shouted. The elder Amazon turned to the other. Peggy, you donkey, she said. Where's the ship's knife? Peggy, the younger Amazon, felt in the pocket of her breeches. Gone, she said. We must have left it when we were hiding in the bush. We don't want to take their knife, whispered Susan to John. We'll give you back your knife, said John to the Amazons. As soon as our man comes back from the harbour, he shall put it with the other weapons. We don't really want your knife with three knives on our ship. Besides the knives for cutting pemmican and bread and butter, said Susan. This knife was given us by Uncle Jim last year for polishing the cannon on the houseboat, said the elder Amazon. Is the man on the houseboat your uncle? asked Titty. I thought you said he was your enemy too. He's only our uncle sometimes, said the younger Amazon. He was last year, but this year he's in league with the natives, and the natives are very unfriendly. Our natives are friendly, said Titty. Everyone is friendly except the houseboat man. And you, she added, and if he's your uncle, you must be in league with him. We jolly well aren't, said the elder Amazon. Shut up, Titty, and wait for the parley, said Captain John. 
Roger came back with Gigi's flag from the Swallow. They've got a lovely boat, he whispered to mate Susan. And over the knife, said John. Roger handed it over. And John cut a tall sapling from a hazel on the edge of the clearing. He made a sharp point at one end of it to stick in the ground. Then he fastened Titty's flag to the top of it, found a soft place and planted his flagstaff firmly beside the pirate flag of the Amazons. Then he wiped the knife on the grass, shut it up and put it with the bows and pikes. Now for the parley, said he. He walked towards the Amazons and held out his hand. My name is John Walker, he said, master of the ship Swallow. This is Susan Walker, mate of the Swallow. This is Titty Abel Seaman, and this is Roger Ship's boy. Who are you? The elder Amazon shook hands with him. I am Nancy Blackett, master and part owner of the Amazon, the Terror of the Seas. This is Peggy Blackett, mate and part owner of the same. Her real name isn't Nancy, said Peggy. Her name is Ruth. But Uncle Jim said that Amazons were ruthless. And as our ship is the Amazon, and we are Amazon pirates from the Amazon River, we had to change her name. Uncle Jim gave us the ship last year. We only had a rowing boat before that. Nancy Blackett scowled ferociously. I'll shiver your timbers for you if you don't stop chattering, Peggy. They must be in league with the houseboat pirate, said Titty. Didn't you hear how she said he gave them their ship? That was last year, said Nancy. He was friendly last year. This year he's worse than the natives. Hadn't we better sit down, said Susan. Shall I put a stick or two on our fire and warm up the kettle? It's still got some tea in it. We uh, don't want any tea, thank you, said Nancy. But use our fireplace if you want to. It's our camp, said Roger. Let's sit down, said mate Susan. The two parties sat on the ground by the fireplace where the fire was still smouldering. Susan was right. It is much more difficult to be fierce sitting down than standing up. First of all, said Nancy Blackett, when did you come to this these seas? We discovered this ocean nearly a month ago. When did you first come to this island? We've been on the island for days and days. Well, said Nancy Blackett, we were born on the shores of the Amazon River, which flows into this ocean. We have been coming to this island for years and years. We used to come in a rowing galley until Uncle Jim gave us the Amazon, said Peggy. We used to land at the place where we found your ship until we discovered the harbour. We've made our camp here every year. Look here, said Nancy Blackett, what is the name of the island? We haven't yet... Given it a name, said John. 
It is called Wild Cat Island. Uncle Jim called it that because it belonged to us. That shows you whose island it is. But it's our island now, said John. It was uninhabited when we came, when we put our tents up here, and you can't turn us out. Tiddy broke in. Is your Uncle Jim a retired pirate? she asked. I said he was as soon as we saw him. Nancy Blackett thought for a moment. It's quite a good thing for him to be, she said at last. But, said Titty, you're pirates too. That's why he hates us. He must be Captain Flint. He knows what pirates are. He knows the day will come when he will walk the plank off the deck of his own ship when we have captured it. We'll help, said Roger. He hates us, said Captain John. He's been stirring up the natives against us. Let's be allies, said Nancy Blackett. Then it won't matter who the island belongs to. We will be allies against Captain Flint and all the natives in the world. Except our friendlies, said Titty. Let's be allies, said Peggy. Really, we wanted to be allies as soon as we saw your smoke on the island yesterday. We are sick of natives, and we wanted to be allies at once, if only we hadn't promised to be home for lunch. That was why we just sailed round the island and defied you with our flag. There wasn't time for anything else. Then we went home. We watched you from beyond the big islands by Rio, said Susan. Rio, said Nancy. Rio? Oh, well, if you'll agree to let the island go on being called Wildcat Island, we'll agree to Rio. It's a good name. Wildcat Island's a good name too, said John politely. But how could you see us beyond the islands by Rio when we left you here? asked Peggy. We manned the swallow and gave chase, said John. Thunder and lightning, said Nancy Blackett. What a chance we missed. If we'd only known, we'd have given you broadside for broadside till one of us sank, even if it had made us late for lunch. Peggy Blackett went on. We came here today to look at you again. We got up at sunrise and sailed close by the island, and there was no smoke and we thought you'd gone. Probably you were all asleep. Then we saw your ship at the landing place. We sailed on to Tea Bay and had our second breakfast there, a, a real one, with tea. The first was only cold porridge and sandwiches we got from Cook last night. Then we crawled along the shore and saw one of you coming back from somewhere in your ship. The others were bathing. Then we saw you all disappear and we crawled back to our ship and sailed straight into the harbour. There was nobody there. Then we came through the bush on the island, scouting, and saw you round your campfire. We took away your ship and put her in the harbour. Then we came back and made a surprise attack. When we found, when you found your ship was gone and you all ran down to the landing place, we slipped past and took the camp. And Nancy was saying that somehow it was going to be difficult to be allies. Avast there, Peggy, you goat, said Nancy Blackett. Excuse my mate, she said to Captain John. She does chatter so. Well, Nancy was saying that our surprise attack was such a good one that we'd have to go on being enemies. And I said I was sick of enemies 
what with the natives and Uncle Jim being no good this year. He's uh, Captain Flint, said Nancy. Anyway, if she hadn't remembered about Parley's, you would have been natives too, forever and ever, said Peggy. We couldn't be that, said Titty. Of course not, said Nancy Blackett. It's much more fun being sea dogs and timber shiverers. I propose an alliance. I don't see why not, said Captain John. My idea, said Nancy Blackett, is an alliance against all enemies, especially Uncle Jim, Captain Flint, I mean. But we want the sort of alliance that will let us fight each other if we want to. That's not an alliance, said Titty. That's a treaty, a treaty of offence and defence. There are lots of, of those in the history books. Yes, said Nancy Blackett, defence against our enemies and all sorts of desperate battles between ourselves whenever we want. Right, said Captain John. Have you got a bit of paper and a pencil? asked Nancy. I have, said Titty, and ran into the mate's tent and brought out a leaf from her log and a pencil. Nancy took it and wrote, I, Captain John, of the ship Swallow, and I, Captain Nancy, of the ship Amazon, do hereby make a treaty of offence and defence on behalf of our ships and our ships' companies, signed and sealed at this place of Wildcat Island in the month of August 1929. She passed the paper to the others. It looks all right, said Captain John. It ought to be this month, not the month, said Titty, and you haven't put in the lat and long. They always put them in all over the place. Nancy Blackett took the paper, crossed out the in front of the word month, and put this instead. And after the word island, wrote in lat seven, long two hundred. We ought to sign it in our blood, she said, but uh, pencil will do. John took the paper and signed John Walker, Master. Nancy signed it. Nancy Blackett, Amazon Pirate. The two captains shook hands. Peggy said, well, it's peace today, anyhow. Susan said, perhaps you'd like some of our toffee. Molasses, said Titty. Peggy said, we did see it when we took the camp, but we didn't like to take any. We'd like some very much, if you're sure you can spare it. Nancy said, Let's broach a puncheon of Jamaica rum. We've got a beauty in the Amazon. Let's go to the harbour and get it. It's really good stuff. Somehow our cook is quite friendly for a native. She calls it lemonade. Chapter 11 In Alliance 
The uh, swallows and the Amazons went together to the harbour at the southern end of the island. The path was now well trodden, though they had to stoop under boughs and step over brambles and push branches out of the way. In the little basin the two ships lay together with their noses drawn up on the beach. The Amazon was a fine little ship with varnished pine planking. She was a much newer boat than the Swallow, of the same length, but not quite so roomy. Close by the foot of the mast, between the mast and the centreboard case, there was a small barrel of polished oak. The centreboard case puzzled Roger. What's that big thing sticking up all down the middle of the boat? he asked. That's the case for the centreboard, said Peggy. But what is the centreboard? It's an iron keel that we can lower into the water when we're beating against the wind. When we're running before the wind, or when we're in shallow water, we can haul the keel up into that case, said Nancy. How do you manage to sail against the wind without one? A swallow sails very well to windward, said Captain John. She has a keel about six inches deep, but it's there all the time, so that we don't have to have any centreboard case to get in the way inside her. Uncle Jim, uh, Captain Flint, says you can't do anything to windward without a centreboard, says Nancy. That only shows he doesn't know Swallow, said Captain John. What's the battle for? asked Roger. It was meant as a water beaker because our natives thought the water in the lake wasn't fit to drink, said Peggy. But we always drink it, not straight out of the lake, but boiled for tea. And so we use the water breaker as a puncheon for feastable drinks. It's got some lovely stuff in it just now. We'll carry it back to the camp, said Nancy Blackett. It'll be rather heavy, won't it, said Susan. Not the way we carry it, said Nancy. We sling it onto an oar for portage. That's the proper way. Come on, Peggy, lend a hand. The Amazons climbed into their ship. Nancy took a length of rope from the stern and made a noose at one end of it. Then she and Peggy hove up the barrel till it rested on the gunwale in the bows. John and Susan held it there while the Amazons came ashore with the rope and one of the oars. Nancy fixed the noose around one end of the barrel and made it fast so that it would not slip. Then she took two turns of the rope around the oar and brought the rope down and through the loop and then along the top of the barrel and round it to make another noose at the other end, then twice round the oar and down again and made it fast. Ready, Peggy, she said. Ready, said Peggy. Heave ho, said Captain Nancy. They lifted the oar so that each of them had one end of the oar on her shoulder. The battle hung steady below the oar between them. March, said Nancy, and the Amazon pirates marched up out of the harbour and along the path through the trees. It doesn't weigh anything when you carry it like this, said Peggy. 
This is the way all pirates carry their barrels and their treasure, or anything else that they take ashore from their ships. Susan, Titty and Roger went with them. Captain John waited in the harbour. He was still thinking about what the Amazons had said about the harbour being marked. What did they mean exactly? He had seen the cross painted on the stump of the tree just by the shore, and when he had said that anyone could put a cross on a tree, Nancy Blackett had told him that that showed that he did not know how the harbour was marked. Well, how was it marked? He looked about him. There was the stump with the white cross on it, but he could see nothing else that looked at all like a mark. There were no marks on the rocks, and he couldn't see any more marks on trees. His respect for these Amazons grew. They seemed to know everything, besides being very good sailors. He would have to ask them, and yet, as a captain, it wasn't the sort of thing he liked to ask. He took a last look round the harbour and then hurried after the others. He caught them up just as they were coming into the camp. The Amazons lowered the oar from their shoulders and set the barrel by the two flags. Then they wedged a few stones under it at each side to bring the tap well off the ground. We forgot the mugs, said Peggy. We've got plenty, said Susan, and she and Titty brought the mugs from their tent.